three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, <laughs> it's a weird start. <laughs> you don't like it? No, no, everything you do is perfect, Mark. I think we're just going to keep it. Yeah, I, listen, it's real. Mostly because I don't want to go back and do it again. If we're anything, we are, we are authentic. I think I got distracted right as I began speaking. Uh-huh. So, you know. Yeah, it happens. We're going to go with that. Squirrel. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to yeah. episode 17. Episode 17, and it's only 106 degrees outside. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, there's really no reason for you to be outside. You should be inside Listen. with a nice cold brew. Yes. Or an ice ice, ice brew. Ice tea. Ice tea. Yeah. Enjoying Spark- the common counterpart. Sparkling water. Yeah. We're here. Just make sure that it's uh, you know, shade grown, fair trade, hashtag sustainability. Hashtag sustainability. Yeah. Josh, what a week, man. I know. I just... Just came off of graduation, so we're a little Good. tired today. A little I'm tired. First to admit that I am not the usual peppiness that I normally bring to the table. Yeah, that was the very first thing I noticed. Right. Your lack, your lack of pep. Right. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired too. Graduation was good. It was good. Your daughter graduated. Uh, she did, and we did the grad party before. Yeah. Which was another hot one. So, I've only been this tired and sore uh, one other time. That was when we married off the first daughter. And so I've never, I've never had like swollen ankles and feet before, but I went home the other night and I, I felt like I had, I was having an allergic reaction. Do you have to put your feet up and let the blood drain? No, I, I, I stuck them in, in uh, ice water. Ooh, that's nice. And I cooled off real fast. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to put my feet up and just not do a whole lot for a couple days. Yeah, this is kind of a um, a weird situation, right, with this episode. I feel like we're full transparent here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the last week of school. It's the last week of school. And and things are coming to a head very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it did not leave us with a ton of time to go a mile deep and a mile wide yeah. into a topic this week. Yeah. and and Is that okay? I'm fine with it. I those The people who listen to us know, though, that when we do talk about these things, I mean, we're opening up worlds of, of, of new ideas and helping people understand how things are so interconnected. It's kind of exhausting. I know. You, right? you carry the weight of the world <laughs> on your shoulders. Not in that sense, but I, I don't know. I feel like when, whenever we get, the, we get a new idea and we're like, all right, this is going to be it for the week, mm-hmm. I have to take a couple deep breaths, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, it, it's not something that just comes easy. Mm-hmm. I guess you make it look easy. Mm-hmm. This is why people want to be you. you I wish make, that was true. I wish I held easy. all of these little nuggets uh-huh. in my mind at all times, but I definitely don't. Uh, yeah. It takes some research, and there's just honestly, this week there was not enough time. Yeah, there wasn't. I ran out of time. Yeah, well, it happens because I, you and I, being teachers, the the end of the year snuck up on us, we especially did. with the three day weekend. Yeah, and then just the whole COVID thing. We're used to very typical, you know, testing and end-of-year rallies and prom, and that energy wasn't on campus. And so all of a sudden we turn around, and it's the end, the last Friday. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a trip. coming very quickly. Yeah. But it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And so what, what I thought we would do today is just— What we, what we thought. What we Thank thought, you. what Josh thought that told me what we should do after he asked his wife is that we should have— 
kind of like a recap episode so far. I like of, that. Of what we've done so far. <laughs> so 16 episodes in. And I, I don't want this to be... You ever watch those like clip shows? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on those? So, Because um, to me, they feel lazy. Okay, I was going to say lazy, but then at the same time, I appreciate being reminded why I liked the show so much. It's your favorite clip show. Uh, it, like what series? Oh, Scrubs. So there's a there's a clip show in Scrubs. I think there's two. Okay. Yeah, and then I think most people, Seinfeld did one. Seinfeld for sure sticks out. Um, I love Friends that did one. one. That I don't know. I think fr- you have to be a Friends guy. I'm not a Friends guy. O- did Office do a clip? They did. Okay. And I love that one. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'm not a Friends guy. I did watch the Friends reunion. I I heard it wasn't good. Yeah, it's mixed emotions. People that are really enjoyed it i think are just too deep to right. to admit the the reality of what's happening um but the seinfeld one rings a bell and i it's funny because I, I do feel like they're lazy i'm like oh you guys didn't have anything to talk about today <laughs> but at the same time i'm like man that was a pretty good episode all right that was pretty good but let's let's recall they seinfeld did a huge clip show to lead you into the series finale you remember that How- yeah so had well, they, they had to with the trial. Remember during yes. the trial, they go back through all the terrible things that they did because they're trying to prove them guilty. So they they <laughs> guilty of doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. So they use the final uh, uh, finale as a clip show. And that's pretty genius. Yeah. I will give them that. But I I think one of the reasons why I wanted to go back and we we Thank you. wanted to go back and look at talk about some of these things is because they're constantly being brought up. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and um, one of the things that he said, he goes, you know, I, I feel like you guys are oftentimes coming at a topic through your own lens, and you're, you're more so exposing the person to it for the first time, but you don't actually get to reflect and come back on it. And I thought that right. was interesting, mm-hmm. because so often we finish, and I'm like, man, that was really good. Did you get through everything? And you're like, no. There's never and I'm time. like, yeah, no, me, me neither. And for the sake of not making this a three-hour podcast every week, because I, we can't do it, and I don't think the listeners can do it, uh, we, we kind of have to chop things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit frustrating because I feel every time that we finish, it could be like a two- or three-parter every mm-hmm. single time. Because we've and, only done that twice now? Yeah, I think so. And, mm-hmm. then un- and then undoubtedly, you go online the next day, and you find some sort of update that you're like, oh, man... That would and, have been really good. And we're, we're pretty much of the same opinion that they are listening. They, them are listening. Because a lot we of our- some stuff this morning. Yeah, a lot of our stuff keeps floating in. And I had, I had some a couple people send me some articles of like, hey, isn't this what you guys just talked about? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to kind of even get my wife al- along the, the conspiracy trend where she's like, wait, didn't you guys- Wait, you're, you're getting- you're getting her on a conspiracy train. I thought you were anti-conspiracy. I am anti-conspiracy, unless it's space or dinosaurs, in which neither of those two things are real. Got it. So, but conspiracy is sort of the spice of a conversation. It's kind of fun. I do love... It's more fun than the truth. It is. The truth can be kind of boring. If you have a boring conspiracy theory, then you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes the more ridiculous, uh, the more... Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say believable, but... When you go like deep, deep, and you start connecting the dots, people start to realize, I think there's something there. It's just way more fun. It is. It's like doing a maze, and one's like a straight line, <laughs> and then one has like 10, 
you know, turns and twists, the, uh-huh. the straight maze sucks. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that wasn't very much fun. And I'm already done. I yeah. won. Right? I, I, I want a little challenge. Yeah. A little something to overcome. But we just got a couple articles today talking about food deserts that showed up on I my love timeline, that. which is so fun. Are, wait, does this come... Did, did this one come to you? Is 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 artificial intelligence telling you what it wants no, you to think? No, no, that would be too that would be too much. So it's not AI doing it, but it, it is part of you know some groups that I'm a part of, um, online teacher groups that where they'll post okay. new resources that come out, and so they, it did show up on my timeline. But it was another teacher. Yeah, uh, maybe they are listening to the Comic Con part. So somebody is because, and maybe this is our our, our ministry to the world is we need to bring these very critical, relevant topics to the main front uh, so that they who are listening will pull the strings that need to be pulled. Because if you're most likely, if you're listening to us, you have a, you have a Wi-Fi signal, Bluetooth device, you're probably listening in your car or your AirPods or whatever, and you've probably never lived in a food desert. But I think we, we did the numbers, 40 million people in America live in a food desert whether it's time, whether it's uh, distance, modes of transportation, whatever. And there are grocery stores now, it looks like. Your new grocery store set to open in early 2022. And there are areas around the country now that are intentionally bringing in grocery stores into food deserts. Which is such an important thing because it, it flies in the face of capitalism, mm-hmm. but it absolutely aids humanitarian efforts. Right. And at, at some point, you're going to have to cross that line, or someone's mm-hmm. going to, or you need to change the current model that exists, which is the other article that I saw, that Dollar General is going to now be supplying fresh food. I, are you holding out on me? I don't no, think I, I got I that, one. that one. Oh, okay. so kind of awesome. So just the idea, you know, Dollar Generals, uh-huh. which, or, you know, you can, you can change that name to a 99 cent store. Please forgive me. You did send it to me. Okay, good. Yeah. Or whatever else you know you want to call it, but mm-hmm. those are very heavily located in very poor areas. Right. You know, in the nice part of town, there's typically like the one token, you know, ninety nine cent store, mm-hmm. and you only go there for you know your party favors and your your things you don't plan on. You don't go there for real. You kind of go there for fun, right? Well, but it's it's sort of like thrifting. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I will tell you. Uh, Cards at the dollar store is money. It is. Shout out. Hey, if you're in the grad season right now, mm-hmm. if you are buying your cards and your bags and your tissue paper from anybody besides Dollar dollars, World or whatever, you're a sucker. And um, if you need some pint glasses for the house, just just regular drinking glasses, a buck. So good. You've got people, you know, ordering pint glasses for eight, nine dollars at, at Pottery Barn. Dude, and shout out to the toothpaste aisle too. I've never haven't done it check yet. Check that out. No, Dude, but name brands at affordable prices. Come on. Are we we sponsored this it's, it's, this episode yeah. is brought to you by the Dollar General. <laughs> uh, but it it that's I kind of relate it to thrifting. Mm-hmm. And and this is I don't know how you feel about this. So because I'm kind of in the world a little bit. Where I like to flip clothing occasionally. Like, oh, there's a, there's another episode. Right. Yes. And I, I don't want to get into it now because my heart will bleed. <laughs> but this idea of me going into these maybe secondhand stores, mm-hmm. maybe they're the stores like uh, Ross and Marshalls. And, I, and I'm, I'm picking up items that I know are very heavily discounted. Mm-hmm. And then I am trying to turn a profit on them. 
Right. Should I feel bad about that? No. You're Should providing... you feel bad about shopping at a Goodwill if you can afford clothes at a regular store? No. no. Really? Okay, I didn't realize there was a wrong answer. Well, I didn't say that. Well, your face said it. <laughs> well, I can't hide my face. <laughs> uh, no, because – so you. but then, then again, are we assuming that only people who are socioeconomically disadvantaged uh, can and should shop at a thrift store? Right, because now you're labeling them. Look at Macklemore. Right. Blame made, Macklemore. He made thrift he, shopping. That's actually partially true. Right. I it, don't know what to do with that, though. I'll tell you what, though. I believe the family is going to get together probably in the fall, and we are going to do a thrift uh, competition. We're going to host a family party, and we're going to set up a dollar amount, and that's all you can spend, and you have to get your entire wardrobe at a thrift store, and we are going to do a big family thrift party. And you have no remorse about that? No. You what? don't feel like you are taking clothes off of somebody's body? I'm not sure that you are having fun at somebody else's reality? No. Oh my God. Are we really doing this right I now? I don't know. I thought this was going to be lighthearted. It is. I'm just You're work- swinging. I'm working through <laughs> things right now. I oh honestly God. don't know how to feel. Okay. So, um, But we're, we're talking about Dollar General, so we okay, can get off listen, that. Listen, Arby's. You we know, got the meats. Four, four sandwiches for five bucks. Should I feel bad that I'm, I'm, I'm taking food out of some pre-diabetic's mouth? Mm. Uh, no, no offense to the pre-diabetic who eats at Arby's. Or just the Arby's fan in general. Well, maybe a little bit of offense to huge, that. Huge fan of Arby's. Can I tell you a funny that story? That says all I need to know. No, okay. Uh, and my, I, I've told my buddy Chad about this podcast. In fact, I've mentioned him uh, yeah, incognito mm. at least once on this show. We're, uh, $5 five Arby sandwiches, we'd go in and we'd get a milkshake, a polar swirl, okay? Uh, and if you've ever looked, if you've, you've never been to Arby's. I have never been okay. to Arby's. Um, I'm not sure what that says about me. So it, it says you're a snob. Okay, I'll take you're it. You're mad at me for I'll not. I'll take it. I'm just, I'm working through things. So uh, anyways, we're eating our sandwiches. I, I have to go use the restroom. I come back and uh, my buddy Chad is just laughing. And he does stuff like that. He'll be goofy when I was a kid. And what's going on? And he's like, "Oh, these the, these milkshakes. You really, you really got to stir up the bottom to get the the, the cookies." I'm like that, that's dumb. What is he talking about? So I take a big swig of my my milkshake, and that turd had put the Arby's horseradish sauce in my straw, and I got a giant mouthful of horseradish sauce when I was expecting a vanilla shake. Uh, just completely ruined Arby's for me forever. So thank you, Chad. For he ruining. actually did you a favor. No, I like it's, it's. By the way, I've been told Arby's meat is not real meat. It's it comes dehydrated. It's, I think that's a lot a, of them. It's a powder. I think that there are two kinds of people in the world: those really? that eat at Wiener Schnitzel and Arby's, <laughs> and those that do not. You've never eaten at Wiener Schnitzel. No. It's Dur, by the way. Dur Dur Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> it's it's for the Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Got to keep it culturally appropriate. Um, yeah, I just think that there's a, there's a disconnect there. Okay. And also, I think that we are completely off the rails. What are you talking? Well, but so let me allow me. Here's the problem with the food deserts: is that five dollar, you know, five dollars for five sandwiches, Arby's, will flood low income communities, and yet it's newsworthy to talk about how uh, the um, fresh food in, in the Dollar General. Is, is is a new idea. Yeah, I think that if, if you're going to be looking at the population who's going to be in there, and I, I have actually looked because I was kind of curious of like, hey, man, what can I get for a dollar? Right? There's like a game. 
sort of that you play in your mind as to like, man, I can't believe that they have this in here for a dollar. I've seen books like legitimate authors mm -hmm. and their books are in there for a dollar. In the dollar store, yeah. That's, I feel like I'm winning. Right. But I don't know if I should. You should, of course you should. I, I guess it's part this of is, a much larger chain. This is, trust me, if you've got folks shopping in the dollar store on a regular basis, I'm going to assume that they're trying to stretch a dollar as far as they can. As far as they can. And, and buying a $20 book for a dollar may not be their highest priority. That's fair. But I also feel like there's the other end of that that says that you should not even be entering into that store. That store is not for you. Okay. Someone's being a little bit of a, of a classist. I'm not. I a think little bit. I'm the one who goes in there. Okay. Can I go to a, can I go to a uh, country club golf course? Are they'd, those... ne they'd never let you in. <laughs> no, <wait>, no <laughs> self-respecting golf course would let me yeah, in. Yeah, I, I don't know if those are different. Well, yeah, I, I guess they are. Are we saying this? What I you think have a problem going the other way. What? I'm North Fresno, son. I know that's true. You are the country club guy. I, I but I'm not. I know, but I just think that it, this is making news. I do think it's a huge step in the right direction, and I actually applaud them for doing this. Mm -hmm. Because it is going to take a lot more work. Obviously, that takes a big infrastructural change to put fresh food in these. But yet, it's something that that company is huge, mm -hmm. and they're making a bunch of money. It's something that they could probably afford to do. That, that question alone right there, could you afford to do it? And if you can, why aren't you? And we talked about this um, in, in regards to uh, do you have to take a loss to provide the right services to the right people. And I don't, I, don't, I don't believe capitalism should work that way. But you also don't like government intervention. I despise government. So which do you want? Um, I think, well, I... Somebody has to. Somebody has to intervene? I think so. I think the market intervenes on its own. You're out of your mind. What are you talking about? Because people are losing every day. Why? Well, and okay. have lost from day one. Yeah. So to fix this, so okay, maybe you mean like a reset. Sure. If we had a reset and everyone mm -hmm. just called timeout and we reset and then we let the market do its thing, mm -hmm. do you still think that we would find inequality? Yes. I mean, e inequality has to drive the market. Um, the, the only, you can only fill a cup that's empty. And so the fact that something in the, the, the market uh, has caused grocery stores to leave the inner city because obviously the, the grocery stores were there at one point. Right, um, because that was booming at one point. Yeah, um, and somebody decided let's make food about money now instead of about nutrition, and we can make more money on selling food than we can on worrying about the nutrition and health of our, of our citizenry. Um, so I'm looking at this dollar store – Dollar General, Dollar Store, Dollar World. I don't, I don't remember the, the, the right title. Um, but you're obviously looking at an, a you know, multi-billion dollar company who is probably buying surplus fruits and vegetables, maybe subsidized fruits and vegetables from local growers. And at that rate, you, know, you can probably put fresh, food, fresh fruit and vegetables in a dollar store and break even. Because you and I, were, we were talking – how does the dollar store make money? Do they buy surplus? Yeah, it's an interesting model, right? And yeah. It's, it's sort of the, the innovative 
model for something that they saw was existing. Either mm-hmm. there was a ton of product that was going unbought mm-hmm. and before it expired. Not, I, to all our English teachers, I apologize. What is, bought, what is it? Botten? Bot. Just bot. Ooh, botten does not sound good. Botten's, unless botten. it's botany. <laughs> or rotten. Rot, a rotten robot. A, a botten. Both of those are not great. Well, you can tell it's the end of the school year, <laughs> and I don't teach English. And we digress. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's some model, some system that's mm-hmm. set up where they have come through and they have found a leak, right? Mm-hmm. And they have found a way to stop the leak. There's a new leak. A new leak. The new leak is that we are not providing nutritional food mm-hmm. to people who need it. That's a new leak. Mm-hmm. But but there are people who have tried to fix this. Right. Have you seen the um, the imperfect foods? Have you seen that company? Yeah, I love that. It's kind of cool. Uh huh. Um, we tried it. It was a little overwhelming. Uh, how imperfect the food was? No, just like how often they send you stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up. Really? It's like every couple of days and, or every week. And, and so, yeah. I and mean, it's it's really the island of misfit fruit, right? Right. Okay. And it was trying to figure out. What the heck was that? It was me searching for another <laughs> clip to play. Uh, unpretty food. Yeah. And it, that, it would go unsold. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happening at a much larger level. I just had a thought. Uh, you know how uh, in the, the richer part of town, they'll sell gasoline for more money. And if you go to a more economically uh, 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 depressed area of town, the gasoline is cheaper. Same gasoline. I think so. Same gasoline. Right. So maybe what's happening is they can sell a carrot at Whole Foods for five bucks. And the carrot farmer knows that he's completely ripping off the carrot customer at Whole Foods because the average carrot really probably should cost closer to, you know, 70 cents. Yeah. Okay. So he made his money selling it to foolish, wealthy people. Now let's do the right thing and sell the carrots at a much fairer price. Listen, if someone wants to spend $10 for a carrot, you know, who is it, Barnum, about separating a fool from his money? You know, if you, that's fine. But what we shouldn't do is we shouldn't price people out of nutritious food. Considering how, let's be honest, you and I are too lazy to do it, but everybody in earshot can easily dig up their lawn and start planting some seeds. Potatoes, cabbage, right? Celery, lemon tree, apple tree, whatever. You can feed yourself. But remember what we said last episode is it's not actually economically worth it. Well, once, I mean, more more time. If time is money, time is money. Money's time. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. it. It doesn't make any sense for me to grow tomatoes. No. And so that's where you absolutely establish this idea of class, and right. this idea of of different wants and needs well, based on what's there. You, you're uh, we're kind of coming full circle this season because we started off with this idea of the haves and the have-nots, and the haves uh, are always looking for a way to make more money so they can have more. And the only people who buy from the haves are the people who don't have. Yeah. Um, or at least are trying to pursue the have world. Uh, so I have to assume that someone's going to make a fortune selling either subsidized fruits and vegetables or at least moderately priced or discounted fruits and vegetables uh, in these food deserts. Because... No, you, you, you can't lose, 
right? You can't lose money on something like this. Well, not if it's like that because mm -hmm. it was free to begin with, mm -hmm. right? Especially if it was subsidized. Yeah. You know, but, you, you, you have these food that they're literally, you know, giving away mm -hmm. or will give away or tell you you can't sell because it messes with the market price. Right. What are you supposed to do with that? Like the idea of giving it away, how do you determine who gets it? Mm -hmm. How do you even facilitate something like that, which is just a logistical nightmare? Right. I think that's the major problem is the idea of a local community no longer exists when it comes to food. No. Your carrots, you have absolutely zero idea if they were grown here or if they were grown across the country. Right. But there has to, you do have to tell the consumer where they were grown. Yes, if you look hard enough. Mm -hmm. But do people care? You know, sometimes I do. Yeah. I have to be honest. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit better at buying seasonally appropriate food. And so uh, I love mangoes, okay? Uh, but mangoes don't grow everywhere all the time. So, so every now and again, you'll, you'll see these mangoes, right? And it's two for $5. I'm thinking, wow, it's kind of expensive for mangoes. Yeah, because they came from Peru. Yeah. Okay, your mangoes probably shouldn't travel that far. Yeah. But all of a sudden, two months later, I'm buying four for $5 because they came out of Mexico, and it's the season. Uh, but this is where things, I think, get a little bit difficult <clears throat> on a micro level. Do you actually feel like you're doing something? No, I mean— It's recycling all over again. <laughs> I'm telling you. Why are you poking holes in I my am, world, no, man? man. I am so stuck on recycling. Every time I walk outside, I get upset. Because the when I, I throw my trash away. Well, another episode because recycling is a scam. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but this idea of like doing your part, it, uh -huh. it is so defeating. Well, in in the immortal words of our prophet Ron Finley, the problem with sustainability, you, you got to sustain it, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone has to buy in. But there's no buy in. No. Hey, shout out to Ron Finley also for liking our post. What's yes. Up? We're basically best friends now. Two degrees, one degree of separation from a TED Talk. And that's and that's something that you brought up last week. What? This idea of a TED Talk. Yeah, we should do it. How fun would that be? It'd be I think we would have a great time. I'm not entirely sure uh, the okay. people would appreciate There's it. There's some pretty bad TED Talks out there. Right. Have but you ever got into a TED Talk like three minutes and you're like, this just ain't it? Yeah. Do you finish or do you... Bounce. It depends. Yeah, it, I feel it, like I always finish. You know what always frustrates me? Um, either the speaker has to have the the it factor, and the speaking captures my attention, or they have to be really good with their PowerPoint. The props have to be good. Yeah. If you don't have any props, mm -hmm. it's tough sell, man. So if Carrot Top does a TED Talk, do you watch? He's smashing. Yeah, no, that's, that's Gallagher. That's Gallagher. But Carrot Top is a... He was a, he was a prop he's guy. A, yeah, he's a physical comedy guy. Yeah. I feel like I'd be into that. Okay. Uh, like Hans. If Hans did not have all of his... Hans Rosling? Hans. Oh. Yes, one. If I'm... he did not have his all of his like graphs and, and, uh -huh. and engaging material, my kids would not be down to watch. I don't know, man. I like me some Hans. By the way, Hans Rosling, uh, uh, founder of Gapminder? Yes. Gapminder? Gap Gapminder, Gap I think. Just a, a, a beautiful man. Passed away 2019. Um, and he was the guy that helped us better understand how the world's demographic transition from poverty and developing nations to developed is actually further along than most of us think. He wrote the book Factfulness. That was a great book. Of course, you don't have to read the book. You can just watch the video on YouTube. It's a lot. It's long. Yeah. It's, is it, don't worry. No. 
Yeah. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. It's great. Speaking of developing worlds, can we talk, or developing, developed, industrializing, um, do we want to talk about Al Jazeera article? Do we have time for that? We have time. We have time. So Al, I'm sorry, Mark? I'm not going to do it. Please, come on. I can't. Be real. Transparent. This is all about transparency. I'm not going to do that. Listen. Okay. So one of us is authentic. Uh, Al Jazeera (laughs) had uh, 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 an article, Poverty Stigma, I'm sorry, Poverty Stigma Behind Bodies Floating in India's Ganges River or Ganga. Uh, And we had talked about the the, the Ganges or the Ganga River and how there are, uh, this is a sacred holy river, um, and there are beliefs associated with reincarnation and bathing and that sort of thing, but people have their bodies or their cremated remains thrown into the Ganges as a form of faith of a higher caste uh, reincarnation. It's a problem. Yeah, because as a country of 1.3 billion people, that river is a powerful river. It's the most powerful, most famous. Most? Is it not? Name a name. A Nile. Mo- oh my gosh. Amazon. Mississippi. What in, do you What do you teach in that area? <laughs> okay. It is absolute. Very rarely are Yangtze. are. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. We're getting punchy. Very sorry. Rarely are rivers a literally a sight to go see. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Physical geography is not exactly the best tourist attractions in the world. In oh. some cases, they mm-hmm. can be, but a river? But yeah. this has so much culture tied to it, religion tied to it, yeah. belief of everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a small subset of people that believe in the power of this water. Mm-hmm. And so when you get something like this taking place, to outsiders, it's just like, yeah, man, like you don't do that. Right. Like that's going to lead to a lot of bacteria. That's mm-hmm. going to lead to a lot of terrible things. But how do you negate thousands of years of belief? Well, that's a good question because uh, I've talked to some friends who didn't grow up in America, um, and they, they talk about how quickly Americans are willing to lose their traditions. You know, we, 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 we pride ourselves on being the melting pot, and that means inclusion. So, you know, my Swedish great-great-grandparents gave up a little bit of that Scandinavian experience to be a little bit more American as my, as, you know, the Germans give up a little bit of that. The the, the Japanese give up a little bit. Um, and when you do that, maybe some of those cultural religious uh, ideas fall by the wayside. Well, uh, in India, and again, I'm still trying to wrap my head around India because it's such a complex part of the world. They have included a – they've added on to a lot of their belief systems, and they don't trim away some of the other well, – what some people might say outdated ideas. And so the river has always been sacred, and nobody moves away from that. And you can have a engineer, a physician. You can have you know, a, literally a rocket scientist who still believes you have to bathe in the, in the Ganges to be enlightened or Which blessed. Which there is something that's oddly pure about that, right? This idea that not the water, not the water, (laughs) but um, um, but these ideas that can exist for so long, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of and probably again in contrast to American culture, we don't get to have those. 
mm-hmm. we are quick to morph. We're quick to shed for some other type of game, but it's it's like no, we're holding strong to this. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we're gonna do. At the same time, sort of turning a blind eye to the other part of that, mm-hmm. which you can you can have in some sense a little bit of both, but not a hundred percent, right? And so. One of the episodes that we are going to have, a little teaser for what's coming up, is we oh. are going to talk about burial practices oh, yeah. because there are some very interesting ones mm-hmm. that do combine culture as well as environmental really? science. Okay. New- news to me. Not news to you. Okay. This was your idea. <laughs> it was? Three months ago. <laughs> you are just making and stuff And I wrote it down. Up. You're just, you never write stuff down. You're a liar. I do. I don't lie. Full transparency. No. <laughs> on your little post-its? <laughs> no. This was on the computer. Okay. And it's going to be great. Top I've had five. a good time. Mm-hmm. First half. For I want to say half, half. But I don't know how this is half because we're only on 17 and right. we're in June. Yeah. And by the way, this is odd for us because as teachers, the year starts in August. Right. This is the end. Yeah. And but so it's not the end. For, for normal people, this is half the year. Yeah. Um, that's true and we are talking about how we're going to be able to continue to do this on vacation yeah it's kind of insulting because the rest of the world is not on vacation you are right the one time it feels good to be a teacher (laughs) it is well i mean that was a fun look back at some interesting absolutely uh but before we go we absolutely need to do a little bit of wisdom of the week and this comes from the soon-to-be prophet Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I do. And by the way, we both thought of this quote separately today. Yeah, but to be fair, it showed up on my on my timeline. So Because they're friends. Uh, Jordan Peterson says, tell the truth or at least don't lie. And it's very simple to listen to that and go, oh, clever. And then when you stop and you think about it, it sometimes it's hard to be 100% honest. Very hard. But what's even more difficult is avoiding all deceptions and all lies. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't beat around the bush. And maybe that's what we should tell kids. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, we argue this idea, hey, you need to make sure you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. We should be like, hey, we need to make sure that you don't lie. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. By the way, I hope my wife's not listening. I've been known to tell a few, bend, bend the truth when it suits me. You must be the only one. I'm the only one. It's hot. Yeah, I'm in a support group of one right now. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for joining us for episode 17. Uh, I promise we're not going to stop, even though the school year is over. We will be right. back next week. Somehow, some way, some I way. keep com- coming up with funky like every single day. And that's a Snoop Dogg lyric. Oh, uh, I'll look Which it up. you wouldn't know. No. All right, guys. See you. See you.